y'all. Wiggy Wiggy Wednesday. Welcome Mo back. She's back from her journey. I'm. <laughs> she, I am back from she, the nether world. She's back and she's Exhausted. coughing up a storm and she's and tired. I have no voice. <laughs> and. <clears throat> but my kid has two gold medals. Awesome. Save that for later. We got our storytelling time. Storytelling time. (laughs) Coming up on today's show, (coughs) our intergen... I can't say that word. Intergender. Our intergender sports. Okay. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and our weekly recaps. But first, it is March 6th, and we got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? We do. It is Discover What Your Name Means Day. Oh, this is funny. You weren't here for the last few days, but there, this whole like three day period has been different name holidays. Has it really? Monday was uh, Fun Facts About Names Day. Okay. Tuesday was oh, what was yesterday? Uh, this was Discover What Your Name. Oh, yesterday was Unique Name Day. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and then so, today is Discover, discover What, your, what name your Name Means. What does your name mean, Matt? Do you uh, know? Uh, Matthew means. I mean, one of those cheap, like gift, gift uh, stationary card things. You know mm-hmm. that you're supposed to put in your wallet when you were a kid. Uh, <laughs> said Matthew meant gift of God, but I feel like it's more than that. Matthew name meaning. <coughs> nope. Gift, gift, gift of, of gift of Yahweh, gift of God. All right. So, what does so. Scott mean? Scott, which is my middle name, for those of you who don't know. Um, It's derived from the Latin Scotti, meaning Gaelic speaker. (laughs) So you are a gift from God who can speak Gaelic. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) What about Megan? Means strong-willed. Does it? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we'll never know because the internet's not working. What? What's your middle name again? Christine. Christine. What does that mean? Just means Christian, just like Christopher or, or of Christ. I see. So that's why my mom chose to name me Megan Christine because <laughs> she had hoped I would be a strong-willed Christian. I got you. Yep. I'm going to take your word for it. Cause <laughs> oh, no, wait, here it is. Uh, Megan means strong, capable, also means pearl. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, because Fancy. Megan is a Welsh diminutive of the name Margaret. Margaret. Yeah. Yep. Which means pearl. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you said Christine just means Christian? Mm-hmm. And the internet's out again. I don't know what's going on. Say it or now. Okay. Well, forget it. All right. Well, it's also National Oreo Cookie Day. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Oreos. What's your favorite Oreo flavor? Um, I You know, I don't really go for the flavors. No, just the classic Oreo? I like Oreo. the classic Oreo. Me too. Usually the double stuff is about the right amount for yeah. me. I like, I can get behind the... They're the golden Oreos, right? Isn't that yeah? What they're called, called golden Oreos now. Yeah. The vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I really did like the uh oh Oreos, which was when they were first introducing the vanilla cookie part, and where it was like flipped. So something happened in oh. the factory. That was the commercial. Something messed up in the factory. So the and now flat you got, side was on the you got outside. vanilla. You got no? vanilla cookies and chocolate cream. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that was the first time, I think, the first time you saw the golden wafers. And so that was, it was kind of like the uh, EL fudge cookies, you know, Uh just that thick fudge in Uh the middle. Yeah, I really like those, and then they stopped making them. Huh. I I wish they'd bring them back. Bring them back. Interesting. Nabisco. Interesting. And, of course, it is also Ash Wednesday. Shout out to our Catholic and Lutheran and some of our Methodist friends. Yeah. I grew grew up Catholic, so Mm -hmm. I participated in this every year. And it was just, it was weird. ash on the forehead. Put the little ash cross on your forehead and then just walk around with it all day. Yeah. 
I would, if people who weren't Catholic saw me with it and were staring at me, I'd just look like they were the weird ones. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> They're staring intensely at your forehead and you just stare intensely back. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, Well, if you love what we're doing here in the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio at large, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us uh, in our ministry by joining us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a service that helps people not only uh, donate to a ministry that they love or program that they love, but also to uh, do it on a monthly basis. And so you basically just put in your information, share how much you'd like to give monthly, and... uh, it takes care of itself. And uh, we're asking, you know, cup of coffee a month, you know, maybe five bucks, one Starbucks coffee a month. Uh, throw that our way. Help us to continue to grow the ministry. It costs money as uh, we gain more listeners. We have to pay for more licensing. As we uh, add more music, we have to buy that. We have to, you know, pay for all that and get it, get it growing. <laughs> get it g- 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 growing. Get it, get and, it out uh, there yeah, first. Get it, get it out. <laughs> And uh, it all it all costs money. So if uh, if you're willing to help us continue to grow and continue to get the the station out to new ears, please consider partnering with us. Patreon.com. That's p a t r e o n. dot com slash backrowradio. You can also find that link at backrowradio.com down at the bottom of the page. All right. Hmm. <clears throat> you know I got a little throat gunk too. You know, We're both just sick it's people. It's going to be a fun, fun couple sick, of days. Sick people. Sick <coughs> problems. Well, you know. <laughs> Here's the news. A Wyoming school district plans to reopen an isolated school to serve a single student entering kindergarten this fall. The Laramie Boomerang reports, Cozy Hollow School is about 60 miles north of Laramie. A modular classroom is already there but hasn't been used for about a decade. It will be the second one-student school, one school in the Albany County School District. They are, only, they are only a few miles apart, but connecting roads are impassable much of the winter. District officials say it will cost about $150,000 combined to educate the two students next school year. Dang! <laughs> That's crazy. They have to run basically an entire school. Oh, my. For one student. Right? That's kind of cool, though. I mean, I like... mean yeah, yeah, but I mean, at that point, just homeschool, homeschool your kid. Yeah. I mean, like... But I guess you can't force someone to homeschool their yeah. children, so... Yeah. And it's, gosh, it's a... If the next... I mean, it it's implying that the next actual school system is in Laramie, which is 60 miles away. Yeah. So there's no way you can drive that every day. Yeah. That would Goodness not gracious. be fun. Goodness <laughs> gracious. A New Jersey man is crowdfunding a unique hoodie with one very special feature. A pocket designed to keep your pizza warm. What? The Pizza Pocket Hoodie, invented by by Medford resident Mike Hurani, features a large zipper pocket that contains a food-grade insulated pouch designed to fit a slice of pizza. The pouch can be removed and washed individually to keep the sweatshirt from getting tomato sauce stains. Just walking around... Like, hey, I gotta take this jog. I'm gonna put this piece of pizza in my pocket to enjoy once I get to my destination. Matt, <laughs> I say this with love, but I think you might be the only one who would be like, I'm gonna take a jog, but I need a piece of pizza in uh, my pocket. I feel like you're absolutely wrong. You know, I probably am. I <laughs> bet there are a ton of marathoners out there who think it would be a great idea. Do you know how many people jog to the donut shop? Probably a lot. Yeah. I mean, people want, I'm sure. People want that reward at the end. And if you've got a food-grade hoodie but here's ready to the hold thing. that slice of pizza. Like, this is what I don't get about jogging to, and I've thought this before, but jogging yeah. to the donut shop or to the cafe or whatever, mm-hmm. you got to jog back. Like, you <laughs> just put this heavy breakfast in your stomach that's not going to help you. It's not going to fuel your body to make the trek back to your house. <laughs> I just don't start at the donut shop, jog somewhere else, and then come back to the donut shop. <laughs> so it's an actual reward. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've thought, like, I've given this serious consideration because I'm like, oh, I could run to daylight, but then I got to run back, and I don't want to. I don't want to do that. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. It takes more than just a few months after a baby is born to return to the type of sleep quality enjoyed before pregnancy. In fact, according to a new study, it takes about six years to get there. Researchers from the University of Warwick found that moms of newborns tend to sleep for an hour less in the first three months of parenthood, whereas dads generally lose about 15 minutes during that time. In fact, the study author said it is possible that increased demands and responsibility associated with the role as a parent lead to shorter sleep and decreased sleep quality even up to six years after the birth of the first child. Interesting. So, clearly, (coughs) this is more of an issue for the mom, as it's saying, overall, um, statistically. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, six years to return to a normal sleeping pattern. And so if you're having more kids in between that cycle. It just starts over. Yeah, you just got to wait until your last kid is six. Then you get to sleep like a normal human being again. <laughs> My last kid is about to be eight. So, <laughs> so but what's I your still excuse? haven't. Nope. <laughs> nope. I guess she has to be on a normal sleeping pattern before we can be back to a normal sleeping pattern. Uh, Coming up later in the show, what are your thoughts on intergender sports? Stick around. Okay. Morning show. <laughs> Megan stifling coughs. I'm trying not to done. lose it. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the second hour on our Wednesday show. We where... are barely in the second hour. <laughs> we, <laughs> like... we are happy to have you with us. <laughs> oh my god, get your oh, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> get your <laughs> act together, Mo. We are on air. You're talking about that was your cough, yeah. I was coughing and talking it's, perfectly at the exact it's same your time. superpower. It's like, <laughs> it's like those um puppeteers that drink water while they or ventriloquists that drink water while their puppet talks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to prove that their puppet is actually John alive and will kill you. Weird. Uh, <laughs> we got five random facts. Mo's back on the facts. I, I am back on the facts. I had to do your job the last few days. Oh. I feel like, like a, I was going to say like a news reporter, but. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to, back on the facts with Mo. (laughs) Okay. A man in Florida used a cell phone jammer on his way to work every day because he didn't want drivers around him to be distracted by their phones. He was fined $48,000 by the FCC when he was caught. FCC won't let me be. Let me be me. <laughs> See, I thought that was brilliant at first, and then I'm like, well, what? If, like, what if somebody's I know an emergency or yeah. something? <laughs> at, at my thought exactly when I first yeah. read it, I was like, genius. Oh, but that would stink if someone was like somebody in their car was having a heart attack. Right. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Okay. During Prohibition in the U.S., it wasn't illegal to consume alcohol. It was just illegal to buy or sell it. So some particularly wealthy people bought out entire liquor stores before it passed to make sure that they had alcohol to drink. (laughs) I mean, if you you got the money. I mean, priorities, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not against the law. Okay. No, not to drink it. Exactly. You already owned it before. Right. It's the loophole that everyone was looking for. Exactly. <laughs> uh, researchers, researchers have found that cats actually mirror some of their owners' personality traits, particularly when it comes to extra, extroversion, openness, and emotional stability. So if you're running around frantic, your cat's going to do the same. Uh. It just, it says emotional stability. It says, well, I mean, sometimes. 
I don't okay, know. So my cat does nothing but sleep all day and then randomly jumps up and runs around the house and for like 10 minutes and, that's and won't stop, but just once a week. So I feel like that's... That's, that's you. That's yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, one day out of the week for 10 minutes, I get my burst of energy oh, and that's it. Gracious. Every other day I sleep. Um, like humans... Cows have best friends, and they are happier when they are together. Mm-hmm. Aww. Mm-hmm. Cow buddies. <laughs> Cow buddies. <laughs> Brothers and udders. Wow. <laughs> Brother from another udder. Okay. Looney Tunes was created to promote Warner Brothers music catalog in the 1930s. I didn't say that correctly, but okay. Um, that's why it's tunes and not Tunes, T U N E S, not T O O N S. It's literally on the paper. You could have just read how to spell it. Why are you? I'm sorry. Like, You've been gone for two days. I got a lot of snark to get in. Apparently so. <laughs> uh, what is your Jeez. week? <laughs> what has your week been like? <clears throat> well, aside from having this amazing raspy voice <laughs> i feel like phoebe on friends when she gets sick and then everybody discovers that she can actually sing when she's sick oh she, i remember that yeah. she can't sing when she's not sick so yeah <laughs> that's what i feel like right now um canon had another gymnastics competition in midland and this time instead of flying like a stunt man off of the double mini <laughs> onto his head onto his head he <laughs> took gold in double mini nice yep so and there were actually other people in that category competing against him it wasn't like a given gold hmm. you know where he was the only one in his age group competing because that's how he got his second gold in floor cuz he was the only one competing he in was floor? the only one so it was a given. Gold so y'all aren't counting that one, though. <laughs> you know. I mean, technically, he got two golds, but uh, he only was also, one was. But really he also earned. got last place in one. <laughs> I mean, his first and last. Yeah. When you're first place and last place, it yeah. kind of diminishes it a bit. Well, and then his other. So he competes in three events: trampoline, double mini, and floor. In trampoline, he got silver, but there were only two people competing. So really. He got last. Mm. And he'll tell you that. <laughs> I got last. <laughs> when they're hanging up on his wall all nice and you just see second place with a silver medal, you're like, oh, that's awesome. pretty good. Way to go. <laughs> and in his head, he's thinking, yeah, it was the second out of failure. two. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a lie. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, well, last week I told you that I was in the running to shave my beard. Oh, yeah. And that I was ahead by lots and lots of money. Yeah. And but your beard is still there. I it went, looks thinner. I, sh- I I did trim it up. Okay. Um, But I went on Sunday and I begged. Like, you know, the Sundays before, because I give the announcements, so I'm the first person that talks uh, every Sunday morning. And so the last couple Sundays I had... Given, you know, impassioned political speeches against my opponents, trying to trying to convince, trying to sway, trying to trick people into voting for them and not me. And that did not work. No. Went all the backfire. Did, yeah. <laughs> Just put all the pressure on me. Yeah. So this time I got up there and I begged. I begged like a like a dog. Please, please put it in one of the other guys' bins. Don't give me any money. And people still gave me a lot of money. But Somebody else gave a very big check, very big check to Tyler Kelly, our uh, former podcast buddy, and now currently beardless man. I'm so bummed that like somebody (laughs) wasted their very big check on Tyler. (laughs) And I don't mean that in an ugly way, but I said it last week. Right, he was he's he should have been the last one who wanted to get it off. We needed to see Brandon. He's been beardless. So many times. Mm-hmm. Like, We've never seen Brandon Boydson without his beard. And Brandon has a, like... Big one, yeah. How long do you think it is? Like a 
Well, it used what? to it used to be down to like the middle it's of his chest, but anymore. he he went back to working at a restaurant part time, oh, so he well. had to he had to cut it down, <coughs> shorten it up, yeah, to fit in one of them little beard nets. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was letting mine grow out wild and crazy in anticipation of needing to be in a video. And so once I found out I did not win, I got to trim mine up all nice. Nice. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just glad I don't have to be Babyface baby McGee. Babyface Coker. Because I'm the only one of the three without hair on the head. And so I would just look awful. And you know what? I did. You told me to tell them, you know. I'm going to be the person you see every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I did that too. That was part Good. of Good. And I did the whole, uh, and look, I know that they asked everybody else with a beard in here to be a part of this, and nobody else said yes. <laughs> so if you have a beard, you better not be voting for me. <laughs> because I'm taking your bullet, guys. Were there were there at least a lot of laughs yeah. in it? Oh, yeah. It was great. Good. It was fun. It was a fun event. Good. Uh, but yep, I am. I am not beardless. I still don't think Praise it will ever be as epic as when Kevin shaved his beard. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin's was great. Kevin's was fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> when we come we, back, <laughs> we mourned a little over the passing of our dear friend. <laughs> well, I he's mean, still alive. Yeah, he's not dead. <laughs> just passing. Passing of his through pastorate. New Mexico back to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knew what I meant. <laughs> no, I don't think they did. <laughs> we, you said we mourned the passing <laughs> of our friend. Pretty sure. <laughs> Kevin, a, don't die. That's, that's a vernacular that most people equate with death. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> intergender sports. Your thoughts? <laughs> Stick around. morning show it's the third hour and in the third hour we usually like to tackle a topic and uh, today we are talking about a situation that uh actually mo found uh this past week an article that she found and <laughs> that's right she does some work <laughs> <laughs> she, she's not just flapping gums everybody she she brings a little bit of a little bit of research to the table from now and then flapping gums <laughs> I feel like there's a fat joke in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, in an article on Yahoo Sports by Jason Owens, we learned about a high school wrestler who forfeited his final match ever at a Colorado State tournament rather than wrestle a girl. Uh, Brendan Johnson had a chance to place at the Colorado State Wrestling Tournament two Saturdays ago, but instead he chose to forfeit because he didn't want to wrestle a girl. Faced with the prospect of advancing in the 106-pound consolation bracket, Johnston simply declined to wrestle his third-round opponent, Angel Rios. So, why? Mm. He said that he didn't want to treat a young lady like that on the mat. (gasps) (laughs) He said, I'm not really comfortable... With a couple of things uh, with wrestling a girl. The physical contact, there's a lot of that in wrestling. And I guess the physical aggression too. I don't want to treat a young lady like that on the mat or off the mat. And not to disrespect the heart of the the heart or the effort that she's put in. That's not what I want to do either. Rios went on to finish fourth in the class. 3A 106 pound weight class along with Jaslyn Gallegos who finished fifth in the same weight class. Rios became the first girl to place at the Colorado State Tournament. Both of them won matches against Johnston that he forfeited. Johnston also declined to wrestle Gallegos on the first day of the tournament. So, (laughs) I have seen many photos online of these high school actual wrestling Mm -hmm. things where there's genitals on faces. Oh, yeah. All kinds of just... Oh, yeah. You know... Stuff that would make you uncomfortable with another dude, mm-hmm. let alone 
a female. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I foresee so many problems with I agree. <laughs> that much contact, that much physical contact. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, I'm not implying that, you know, they would do anything inappropriate, but just that much contact comes with things that would be inappropriate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would, that could possibly become inappropriate. Sure. <laughs> Unintentionally. Unintentionally. <laughs> really, Absolutely. Really trying to get around saying a certain thing, but I think you know what I'm talking about, especially yeah. if you're a guy. <laughs> because there's no, there's very little control you have over certain things. Um, anyway, not going to say anything more about that, but I can understand why that would be so uncomfortable. But then he goes with the aspect of the aggression towards a woman Mm -hmm. and how he wouldn't want to have that because you have to have that kind of intensity when you're wrestling Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to basically force your opponent. You have to get to a place to where you are willing to flip them over your head and slam their body down. Yeah. With all of your force and might. Mm -hmm. And that takes aggression. That takes you getting into a mindset of, this is my enemy. I need to take them down with everything that I have. And for him to be so respectful of a female to say, I never want to have that amount of aggression towards a a lady, I think that speaks volumes of his character. Sure. But of course, some people are looking at that and saying that he's not treating her as an equal. If he truly wanted to respect her, <coughs> he wouldn't forfeit or choose not to wrestle her. He would give her the opportunity to prove herself. And he's not doing that. Sure. And see, that that kind of brings up that same question in a lot of sports. With, uh, <coughs> with regards to, is it okay for female and men to be in the same playing field? When it comes to things, especially aggressive things, mm-hmm. aggressive sports. Mm-hmm. Um, let's continue with the article before we dive into that, though. According to okay. the Post, uh, Johnson won 37 of his 43 matches during his senior year at the Classical Academy. Five of those six losses came via forfeit. Four of those forfeits came against Rios. Uh, he said, wrestling is something we do. It's not who we are. And there are more important things to me than my wrestling. And I'm willing to have those priorities. Uh, Johnston knocked himself out of the 2018 state tournament in similar fashion when he declined to wrestle Caden Condent. On Saturday, the decision not to wrestle put an end to his high school wrestling career. So he was done. Mm -hmm. He decided to not try to place in order to not wrestle a female. Uh, As for Rios, she focused on her success of wrestling season, saw her finish with a 23-3 record. Uh, She said, right now, it's all still kind of a blur. I have three older brothers who are wrestlers, so I was constantly around the mat. Uh, But Johnson insisted that he meant no disrespect to his female competitors on the mat by refusing to take them on. Uh, Again, he said, I think it's possible to forfeit while still respecting them as athletes and competitors. I don't want to to disrespect the hard work that these ladies have put in. They've done a lot of that, too. Some people think by forfeiting, I'm disrespecting them. That's not my intention at all. So we have wrestling. Uh, This is actually something that's coming up with uh, the WWE. Um, If you're familiar with, uh, you remember Andy Kaufman, Man of the Moon? Nope. Jim Carrey played him in that movie. Uh -uh. Andy Kaufman was a SNL uh, character. In fact, he was the first musical guest on SNL where he did a comedy bit. Um, But he was also on Taxi, that old uh, Dick and Night show Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Um, And... He was a comedian, but he was a controversial comedian. Uh, he was very kind of love him or hate him. But anyway, one of his bits that he pulled off was he started wrestling. He started getting into the world of professional wrestling, but he would only wrestle women. And so he became like the intergender champion. And uh, this was the bit. He was playing this bad, you know, angry guy who loved to just dominate women and make them look stupid until uh, Jerry the King Lawler who was in on it you know challenged him <laughs> and beat him up kind of thing so this was the whole bit but that was like the the kind of a I don't know if it was original but that was the first kind of mainstream well-known situation where we saw a man and a woman in a in a physically aggressive sport uh, going against each other well now uh, in the WWE 
they've been doing similar things uh, for years. They've had like intergender intergender tag team matches, but the rules have always been when the man is tagged in from one team, then the other man is automatically uh, tagged in, even if it you know nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always going to be man versus man, woman versus woman, and it's only been. Uh, recently, like this this past month, I think, where they had a woman, I know it was in January, uh, where they had a woman, now a relatively large woman, enter, force her way into the Men's Royal Rumble, which is a giant match featuring 30 competitors throwing each other over the top rope. Okay. And she basically knocked out the number 30 entrant and took his spot, which I guess is legal. <laughs> Nobody questioned it and they let her in. But Alrighty then. But I was watching this and they didn't pull any punches. And in fact, at one point, all the remaining men in the ring started taking turns attacking her and landing most of their moves. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh gosh, I don't know how to take this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the world would take this. Would they applaud that she was in the match, or would they decry the fact that she's getting beating up by all these men? Right. I don't know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> what does society think? And uh, they're they're they've rumor has it that they are flirting with the idea of actually having an intergender category moving forward uh, in future months, and this was like the setup for that. And so that just that idea of a man versus a woman in a WWE ring, even though it's scripted, it's still an aggressive thing where uh, moves hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, tables hurt, getting thrown off the top rope hurts. And I just, I seriously don't know how it's going to be taken or how I would take it. But then we have football. We have uh, rugby things of that nature that are mm-hmm. also aggressive but more traditional sports hockey and, yeah hockey and we've seen like movies like most usually they're kids movies yeah but where there's always like that the one Ducks. yeah there's always that one rough girl or whatever that's mm-hmm. a, that that it's like i'm gonna be on the team too yeah and you know in a kids movie sure that's great uh they're all gonna be roughly the same strength level mm-hmm. but as you mature into adulthood that shifts dramatically for the most part. Yeah. You know, by statistics anyway. And I just don't know. I don't know. It's a question of safety, I would think, above all. Mm-hmm. Like, if we had a woman, especially in this hockey thing, if we had a, <coughs> a, a woman constantly getting slammed into the side of the wall in a hockey ring, wouldn't that likely injure her far more than it would injure a man? I would think so. I mean, obviously, neither one of us are doctors, so we sure. can't come from a like a an actual knowledgeable standpoint. Yeah. But I'm I yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to consider myself in a hockey rink with my husband. I don't know a whole lot of men who are my weight, so <laughs> I can't think of anybody quite as equal. Um, but Chris and I are only about 30 pounds apart. Yeah. So it's not that big of a difference. But see, that's the point in that, sure, in wrestling, you're going to be in the same (laughs) relative weight. You wouldn't be in hockey or in football. Right. If it was you with someone my weight, you'd be flattened. (laughs) And that's a very good possibility in football. Yes, absolutely. Linebackers. And I remember in high school, I grew up with a girl who was very much, you know, what we consider a tomboy. Yeah. Um, And she fought tooth and nail, fought the administration to be able to play football on the boys' football team. And just because of logistics and practices and the locker room and, you know, changing and things like that, they finally had to tell her, listen, it's not about you being unequal or you being unworthy of being a part of the football team. It's just about the logistics of it all. You know, Mm. we can't, for our 
own sake, for the school's sake, have you in a locker room with 20 other boys, you know, for yeah. your safety, for for the safety <laughs> of our school, you know, that's all that we need is to get sued because something happens, yeah. you know. Um, so what they ended up letting her do was there was a, like a whole powder puff game where that was the first year our senior year was the first year that our school had ever done a powder puff game and that's where the girls went out on the football field and the boys were the cheerleaders, cheerleaders yeah. Uh-huh. yeah i thought that's what that was and it's still not exactly what she wanted because she wanted to play against the boys right. you know yeah. she didn't necessarily want to play against the girls who knew nothing about football but in some aspects that was a win for her yeah. you know our school kind of shifted a little bit and at least they they acknowledged her argument and gave her a valid reason yeah in my opinion that's the most valid reason that you can have what are the logistics of if we're doing this whole you're a part of a team being having that that uh unity as a team that camaraderie a lot of that happens in the locker room Mm -hmm. you know before the game and after practices and amping each other up and getting psyched and then going out on the field. Well, if one of your members isn't in that locker room with you because she's of a different gender, mm-hmm. how how can she fully be a part of that camaraderie between right. between you? Yeah, I hadn't even thought about the camaraderie aspect, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just feel there was one thing where they uh, – very conservative commentator named Steven Crowder, and he's kind of controversial. I'm not promoting him or anything, but he tackled this issue in one thing uh, several, I think it was a couple of years ago. But he had a guy that worked for him who was very scrawny, like, mm-hmm. you know, thinner than Chris, thinner than most scrawny men that you know. And they wanted to put the whole, are men intrinsically stronger than women thing to the test? And so they had him arm wrestle a female UFC fighter Mm. and he beat her easily. Wow. And that was just, I mean, you know, that doesn't definitively prove all across the board that yes, men are stronger, but it does show the dramatic shift between the two levels of, Mm -hmm. uh, just physical aggression, physical strength when it comes to sports and how dangerous that could be Mm -hmm. if left unchecked or the opposite would happen. Like like with the football thing, everyone would be afraid yeah. to tackle her. Yeah. Or anything like that. Afraid of... Because bad accidents happen, especially in football, all yeah. the time. Where people get taken out. People get concussed. People can't play anymore. Yeah. And I feel like, gosh, one bad tackle for from a, from a large linebacker to a woman trying to take the ball down the field. Yeah. Just could be so drastically bad see i'm frightened about it yeah (laughs) i don't want it to happen and i don't know if anybody's really ever considered this and it may honestly be just a minute point in in the big grand scheme of this topic but for me when i think about a woman out there playing a an aggressive sport with a man and i'm talking professional not not children not high school level or whatever but it's raining yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, my mentality is every time she goes out on that field or on the rink or wherever it is, whatever sport she's playing, we have to be certain that she is playing for herself and herself alone, that she's not carrying child. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I never even thought about that aspect. Because at that point, if something happens... Mm-hmm. If she's tackled and she miscarries, what... That's a much bigger problem. Yeah. yeah, what are the legalities of that? Yeah. You know? Is it... Is the school partially responsible for that? Is the person that tackled her responsible for that? Right. Is it just her own... Negligence? Right. Wow. So, I I feel like there are a lot of things that people haven't fully considered when it comes to this topic. People want it to just be very black and white and girls should have every opportunity that boys should have, which whether girls should have every opportunity boys should have or not, I don't feel like that is 
the actual debate here. Mm. I think the debate is whether or not we are okay with allowing our girls to go up against boys in an aggressive manner. Mm-hmm. I have two boys and I have a daughter. And I know that my daughter can take down her brothers in a heartbeat. I had, I grew up with all brothers. I could take down every single one of my brothers in a heartbeat. I know that there is an aggression inside of females that can come out when it's necessary. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know that just biologically, mentally, men think differently than women think. Boys think differently than girls think. And men think about sports like it's war. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you're going out to kill the other Now, team. I know some women who think about sports like it's war. That's true. I mean... You're wearing that Ravens shirt right now. <laughs> Kara and I are two of the most competitive women you will probably ever meet in your entire life. So, And we can throw down pretty hard. But at the same time, if we were to go up against a group of men in something, they're just going to think their gameplay is going to be completely different than what ours is going to be mm-hmm. because we are genetically different. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather go up against someone who is equally my opponent than someone who I'm not quite so equal to. Yeah. <laughs> it is raining. Sounds like a little ice. Um, now, there are some... Mixed sports that I think the playing field might be a little bit more level. I would say like tennis with, uh, you know, what is it called? Is it just mixed gender tennis? <laughs> I feel like the doubles. Doubles. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, mixed doubles. That's what it's called. <coughs> mixed doubles. Like that's a standard thing. That's um, a, tennis isn't a real sport. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't don't send John McEnroe and Serena Williams over here to beat us up. <laughs> yes, please don't. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I just I think that if it's just a matter of being politically correct, that we're not considering all the aspects, like yeah. you were saying. There's too many variables that most people just don't seem to consider. Um, and, you know, we don't have to dive deeply into this topic, but, you know, we've had in the last few years the rise of transgender people, usually mm-hmm. male transitioning into female, who've been allowed to compete in a female sport like track or, or something like that, you know, with the females. I mean, not a specific mm-hmm. old, specific female sport, but um, and in almost every case, they dominate just blow past the female contenders Mm -hmm. and (laughs) nobody wants to acknowledge that maybe there's a reason (laughs) you're supposed to be like yay i'm sure a lot of people want to acknowledge but (laughs) but no one feels like they're allowed to (laughs) exactly that's the world that we live in Uh, it's so weird all right well i feel like If I want to give my daughter every opportunity to compete against boys, I also have to give my my boys the opportunity to say, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. And that has to be okay. Mm -hmm. So her choice to compete against boys in wrestling is just as valid as his choice to say, I respect you as a wrestler. However, above that, I respect you as a female, and I'm not. I'm not going to partake in this match. Yeah, I agree. I think Johnson did the right thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I feel like that would probably be me in the same situation. Uh, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with it at all. Um. Yeah, and he, the main reason, the aggression, the yeah. not wanting to have that kind of aggression against a female. He has got to be the most mature teenager. That I've heard of in a very long time. <laughs> a very long, long time. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll settle there. Let's move on to our Ask Us Anything. Oh. Before we close out the hour. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Don't hurt your throat there. Oh, yeah, that does kind of hurt. Okay. 
So our Ask Us Anything for today, when was the last time that you were hopelessly lost? Uh, there was a time, this was back before the smartphones <laughs> were a thing, so we didn't have you know Google Maps on the phone leading us everywhere. We borrowed a TomTom from our pastor to take the church van to Oklahoma City for a CR one day uh, seminar. My wife and I were driving, and we're following the TomTom. And what I didn't know, <coughs> and what our pastor didn't know, is that you got to plug that thing into the computer every now and then so it can update the maps, uh, yeah. uh, which he had not done in three, four years since he got it, pretty much. And so we're driving, and we're on the highway, and suddenly on the TomTom, we're flying. We're flying over blank spots. <laughs> Where there should be no road. Uh, and it starts freaking out. And we start freaking out. Because we're going the wrong direction. According to the Tom Tom. It's wanting us to go this way. And we're flying off the edge of the road. <laughs> and so we just like. Well, well we got to keep following it. Until it figures out where we are. So we just kept driving. And wound up 30 minutes away. From where we were supposed to be. And having to take all these weird routes to get back home. But yeah, apparently they had torn down one highway and built another one going around a different area. And yeah, we really needed that map. So we were we were terrified for 30 minutes straight. Isn't that fun? That's always the best. What do I do? Where do I go? And it doesn't help that Oklahoma City has exits on both sides of the highway and like six lanes of traffic between the two. And it, at the time, I didn't know that existed, like an exit on the left. Mm -hmm. And so I had no idea what to look for. Apparently, if the sign is, if the number is on one side or the other, it tells you. But I didn't know that. <laughs> and so I'm like in this giant 15-passenger van, weaving in and out of midday traffic, because I'm supposed to be six lanes over that way. And so we got lost several times, <laughs> not just because of the Tom Tom. Well, then. Uh, yeah. That was a terrifying trip. That was that was our like first trip by ourselves as adults to a big city. Yeah, you know, so you're not used to driving in the big city. You're mm -hmm. used to your dad taking you everywhere and just trusting he knows where he's going. Yeah, terrifying. So I don't know if it's because I grew up like road tripping with my family a lot, and we were always driving somewhere, or. I, I I don't know what it is, but I actually have a fairly good sense of direction. Yeah. Um, I can remember I drove from Tennessee to North Carolina by myself back before Google Maps, back before really, <clears throat> I just had the Nokia brick back then. <laughs> so cell phones weren't even really what they are yeah. now, you know, didn't have, um, a GPS or a... TomTom, Garmin, anything like that? Yeah. Just followed the signs from Tennessee back to eastern North Carolina. Only got turned around one time and realized really quick, hey, that says I'm going south and I should be going north. All right, let yeah. me turn. <laughs> See, if I, didn't have, if I didn't have Google Maps on my smartphone, I would be <coughs> completely lost. Yeah. With it, I'm so confident. That I will never get lost. I love the fact that if I make the wrong turn, it just readjusts. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you want to go this way? Let's go this way. It's fine with it. It's cool. I but... actually thought about that as we were driving back from Cannon's competition. <laughs> and, you know, I just have the GPS going for security at this point, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, assurance or something. But I'm just driving, and I'm turning before the thing is telling me to turn, and Cannon's like, how did you know it was coming up? And I was like, your poor generation is never, <laughs> yeah. ever going to truly understand what it means to be lost. If, if North Korea detonates an EMP bomb over America and we never have electronics again, you ain't getting nowhere. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as we close out the morning. Thank you for joining us. We got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Isaiah 25 1. Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wondrous things, plans formed of old, faithful, and sure. And our thought for the day comes from Chuck Swindoll. He says, I think a healthy sense of humor is determined partly by the ability to laugh at our own mistakes. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 and 7. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all of the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on BackerRadio.com, iTunes, Google Play, or most places you can find podcasts. And don't forget to connect with all aspects of the Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here on the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, Again, please consider partnering with us on Patreon, patreon.com slash backrowradio. Donate, you know, one Starbucks cup of coffee a month, $5, and that'll really help us to get to where we need to go. We're currently sitting at only about one-sixth of our first goal. Uh, So, you know, we need you. Open that wallet. (laughs) Help us out. (laughs) Hey, Mo, what's the final word? Send us your money. (laughs) Please. The Lord will bless you if you bless us. No, no, that's not what I said. I just begged for their money. That's all. You give us five dollars, the Lord will bring it back one hundredfold. If you, you will us, find five hundred dollars on the streets. If you give us five dollars, we'll continue doing this. And it might bless you. Uh, no, you know what? You give five dollars, you will bless others. So many more people as we get to expand this ministry and take it to more ears. Uh, minister to more believers and unbelievers as well so please consider it that's it for today's show if you need us we'll be in the back bye